Hi, this is Dr. Elizabeth Bonet. Welcome to the Hypnotize Me podcast this week. The podcast all about hypnosis, transformation, and healing. So this week, I'm going to talk about some of the research behind hypnosis and smoking, how to stop smoking, and what's the research behind it. Because this is such a huge question for people, and hypnosis has become this very common um treatment for it, right? Like, oh, have you had hypnosis to try to stop smoking? It's, it's considered pretty commonplace, whereas hypnosis is often not seen as commonplace for a lot of other stuff, but it certainly is for smoking. So I am really research-oriented. I love research so much, and I often base my treatments on what's in the research. Obviously, the relationship with the patient is very, very important, but when I have a study that's sitting in front of me in a, a treatment protocol that someone's developed over 10 years, and then they have the research to back it up to say, yeah, this was 85% effective. This was whatever that is, right? I consider that. So let's dive into this. You may hear me clicking around a little bit while I do this because I'm pulling up different studies. Okay, first one. First one I'm going to start with is a review study by Lynn Green Accardi and Clear. It was published in 2010 in the American Journal of Clinical Hypnosis. So it reviewed all these different studies that have been done over the years and then took all that data and did an average and came up with about 22%. That is not good, right? Like, <laughs> not good. But it also talked about all these different research studies in it and who had higher success rates and why. And I found that actually more helpful because then what I did is I went and looked at those different studies. So this is sort of my problem with that study too, is that they're taking data over several different studies and then trying to get an average of that. And some studies were designed for a single session. There's one by Herbert Spiegel published in published in 1970 but online in 2008 because online didn't exist in 1970 right so anyway his study was included in that review of literature and he did a single treatment session that's it one session to see is hypnosis for smoking effective in one session and he found it was about 20 percent effective that's low right like, yeah, you might as well just wear the nicotine patch, except that, you know, I had a friend who came in for smoking cessation and um, he said, I can't wear the nicotine patch. It like gave me rashes. It drove me crazy. Like, I can't do it. It's like, oh, okay. All right. Gotcha. Right. So that's about the same as um, behavior therapy, not hypnosis, except behavior therapy would probably be several sessions, not just one session. It's still higher than trying to stop on your own. Like stopping on your own is is put at about a 5% success rate. You've got that one. And then and then you have one published in, in 1997 by Bayot and Capafons. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but they were out of Valencia, Spain. And that was in the American Journal of Clinical Hypnosis. And they did a whole treatment protocol where they taught self-regulation skills, emotional regulation skills, and I'm guessing that this was before um, dialectical behavior therapy, DBT, was really popular. In fact, I'm, it was probably coming on the scene right around then, but it certainly wasn't put out as like a, a 
pretty standardized treatment protocol at the time. And that is one of the premier treatments right now, extremely well researched for emotional regulation, meaning like, how do you soothe yourself, right? How do you regulate yourself when your feelings and emotions get intense? Well, smokers often go and smoke. That's what they do, <laughs> right? Like that's how they regulate themselves. So it's like, you have to have some other skills to put in there to be able to do that other than smoking if you want to stop smoking. Like, yeah, I get it. It serves a function. It's it's deep breathing. It's that deep inhale and exhale, right? Like, let's see if you're going to do just the deep breathing part and not the smoking part. So this study of the 38 people who completed treatment, 82% stopped smoking altogether. That's an incredibly high. Follow-up at six months showed that 66% stayed abstinent and reported like minimal withdrawal symptoms and minimal weight gain too. They put that in there. That's still really good. Really, really good. They had a control group of people who didn't receive treatment and only 8% reduced their smoking or became abstinent. I think it was only like one person out of that group who actually stopped on their own, but some of them had reduced their smoking. And these are people that were smoking like two packs a day, this treatment group. And the sessions they used was, let's see. So they did a six session treatment protocol. Okay. They weren't, it wasn't hypnosis every single session. Some of it was teaching these self-soothing skills. They had a couple of people who hadn't stopped by the six session. So they offered them one or two more additional sessions and then they had stopped. So, you know, that's very different than a one session hit and run, right? Like it can be done in one session. Like the study said, 20%. I'm also in a group of clinical hypnotherapists online. And there are plenty of us who have had clients stop in one session only. Okay, but that's not research. (laughs) This is why I'm looking at the research here. It's happened in my own practice. Someone said, I don't need to come back for the third session because I do a, a three session package with the option of continuing past the three sessions, obviously, if needed. She said, no, it's done. One session, that was it. So it's possible, but I try to look at what's most effective. All right, let's move on to the next one. There's one published in 2006 in the International Journal of Clinical and Experimental Hypnosis by Elkins, Marcus, Bates, Rahab, and Cook. So they did eight sessions, actually, over two months. So that's about So at the end of the eight weeks, 40% had stopped. At the end of 12 weeks, 60% had stopped smoking. So that's interesting, right? And then at the end of 26 weeks, it was back down to that 40%. So that's a really interesting study. But again, 40% is much higher than 5%, right? Or it's much higher than 20%, like tobacco replacement products. Okay, next one, two of those researchers actually did a a study for a three-session intervention. So Elkins and Rahab, this was published in 2004 in the International Journal of Clinical and Experimental Hypnosis, and they didn't even do hypnosis in the first session. So they did assessment to see what was going on for the clients, social supports, all this different kind of assessment stuff that you do. At the end of the three sessions, 81% reported they had stopped smoking. 81%. 95% were satisfied with the treatment they got. They 
measured that as well. <laughs> but 81% had stopped. That's incredible. And it was statistically significant at the end of 12 months. So they did follow up. Okay, so they did follow up for three months, six months, nine months, or 12 months. They also looked at medical charts too. So they're confirming the data. If any inconsistencies were there, then they tossed the subject out. But at the end of the 12 months, um, 48% remained abstinent. Oh no, sorry. Let me take this back. Among the patients who attended all three sessions, 92% reported having stopped smoking at the end of treatment. 86% maintained abstinence at three months. At nine months, 67% had maintained abstinence. And at 12 months, 58% re- reported abstinence. So yeah, that's like 58% at the end of 12 months. And they also looked at people who did like two sessions. And that was 48% at the end of 12 months with two sessions. But the three sessions had a, a higher rate, right, of abstinence. And in their control group, uh, 0% stopped smoking. <laughs> okay, like, none of them tried to give it up. Yeah. All right. I don't know why this stuff makes me laugh. It just does. It's like, I think because I have such sympathy for addiction. Like I really do. Like, oh my God, it's so hard. And smoking is such a part of our culture. And, um, you know, when I worked in the tech world, I, I've never been a smoker, but the smokers would get like smoking breaks. And I was like, ah, oh, you know, what the, you know what I mean? Like, this isn't fair. Like I'm sitting here working my butt off and I don't get like a 15 minute smoking break every couple hours here. Sometimes more than that. Right. So eventually I said to my boss, I'm going outside for a smoking break. And he's like, what? (laughs) He's like, you don't smoke. I'm like, I know, but I want to break. Like I want to break like the smokers have it. And it's, it's that thing, right. That will often keep people smoking. It's social. It's absolutely social. It is, um, that break that you get to just calm down, do your deep breathing and get away from the world. It is even for parents, they get to like go outside and sit. They have a great excuse to go outside and sit and smoke a little bit, you know, while the partner picks up the slack inside with the kids running crazy. Right? <laughs> like seriously, they go out, they go on the porch, they have their cigarette, they get that like, you know, 10, 15 minutes. They come back inside, more relaxed. Like, yeah, all right. Parents should totally do this without smoking. Like, yeah, honey, you go take, what should we call it? Like a deep breathing break? I don't know. You go take a deep breathing break? Like, (laughs) I totally get this. I do. I think that's, that's why I laugh. And I think, oh, man, it's a big decision. It's a big decision to give up smoking. It totally is. Like, what is going to be more important to you? than the smoking like yeah you gotta decide that and feel it deep in your bones you really do because it is hard totally is okay back to the research okay another one by Jean holroy did a review of the literature as well and found um effectiveness range from four to 88 percent so what he found is that when you reach the higher percentages you're generally looking at more sessions. So three to six sessions, you're not looking at a single session. And you're looking at more individualized treatment as well, more support afterwards too. So check-ins and follow-ups. It is a question of, all right, 
you know, you can pay one fee and go in one time and get a little success rate, right? And it may work for you. Why not try that? But if that doesn't, then go back, go back to whoever you're seeing, go in for more sessions, three, four, five, six. There was one study who had nine sessions and like a 73% success rate. Like that's great. It's three months of your life, basically, not even nine sessions, um, two and a half months, right? Yeah, about two and a half months of your life of maybe weekly therapy. And then you gain years of your life back, years and years and years with loved ones. And it's not only that, you gain, you know, you're not, you don't stink, you don't have the stinky clothing, you're not exposing your kids to secondhand smoke and involving their lives or your partner's or even your dog, right? I'm all about like, stop smoking for your dog. Like that's such a cute dog. (laughs) Stop smoking for it. (laughs) Anyway, did anyone see that like Facebook thing that went around during the holidays? Like don't drink and drive. Your dog won't understand why you won't come home. Like why you're not coming home. And it showed the picture of the like sad little dog looking out the window. It's the same thing here. Like stop smoking for your dog. The dog's depending on you, right? All right, I'm going to wrap up here. I find this research absolutely fascinating. If you have a story you want to share with me about how you stopped smoking, I would love to hear from you and maybe even have you on the podcast. So drop me a line at drliz at drlizhypnosis.com. It's D-R-L-I-Z at drlizhypnosis.com. And I'd love to talk to you about it. Have a wonderful week, people. Peace. Want free hypnosis files or to learn more about Dr. Liz, her books, products, and services? Head over to drlizhypnosis.com to get in on all the great resources. If you liked this episode, do Dr. Liz a favor and rate, review, and subscribe over at iTunes. Or better yet, tell a friend about the podcast so we can continue to grow our amazing audience. Lastly, be sure to send in your feedback to drliz at drlizhypnosis.com. That's D-R-L-I-Z at drlizhypnosis.com. We love to hear from you.